0: Hey everybody, welcome to Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also on pod clips around the world. You can email us at sportsfred at sportsfred at a.com Art source is in Pennsylvania, runs Galaxy Sports, former kicker for the Rams and the USC Trojans. And already, you know, we talk about greed all the time. Last couple of weeks we talked about greedy golfers or not greedy golfers. How about greedy Pac-12 schools? Uh, your comments. UCLA
1: and USC deciding that they want to be a part of the big 10 plus four plus two. Um, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, you talk about logistics and scheduling. I was thinking now what would it happen if the USC tennis team goes to Rutgers in March, where are they going to play their tennis matches or the golf team or the baseball teams? I mean, I understand money Fred, but at a certain point in time, is there, you know, like the great, the great play, <laughs> You know, is there anything called tradition left in life? It's just too much for my mind. They've
0: forgotten their friends. I mean, the guys that have been with them, Cal and Stanford, and the others that have been with them throughout the years. uh, You know, I mean, what we grew up with uh, was uh, you wanted to play the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl, and you wanted your Pac-10 or
1: Scott? Do you think Larry Scott and what he did or didn't do over the last – 10 years with the Pac 10, Pac 12, Pac Ten, and the network and the lack the fact that we can't see them west of the Mississippi on direct TV. Do you think that plays into this whole thing with George Klevikov?
0: Oh, I agree. And based on the fact that the revenue that the Big Ten schools make double or close to double what the Pac-12 schools make. And Larry Scott was adamant about the Pac-12 network. And a lot of their games aren't heard or seen anywhere except on the Pac-12 network. And as you indicated, if you have DirecTV and other services, you may not get those games at all. DirecTV's never had the the Pac-12 network. The good news, though, I guess, would be, does Bill Walton move to UCLA or does he stay with the (laughs) Pac-12?
1: That could be the only good news we have in the whole situation. But here's the other thing. The Big Big Ten is in the process of, of a huge... TV contract, And I'm wondering if this is the reason why they bring in USC, they bring in UCLA. I mean, you've got great tradition at those schools of both basketball and football. You know, one being the best basketball school probably in the last 50 years, and the other being, you know, one of the better football schools. And they both have had their tough times, but both of them look like they're riding their ships or both in the right position. And all of a sudden, you know, you look at Larry Bond and and you look at uh, Martin Jarman, and you're like, "Wow, I mean, is this really going to happen?" And then you have the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma making the same kind of move, and you know, it's just it's crazy times in the world and in
0: sports. And I don't know what the uh, the NIL has to do with it, but it might, as far as uh, uh, name uh, image. Uh, and likeness and the ability to make money. Uh, if I think uh, I've read this correctly, uh, there are some college quarterbacks making now more than some pro quarterbacks. So anything is possible. And sp- oh, I mean, yeah, Bryce, not- Bryce Young
1: is making amazing money. And, you know, I wrote three terms down. Okay. And this is the world of sports right now. Sports watching, greed and load management. Okay. <laughs> three terms. That you know, never. Well, greed's always been on the planet, but not to the level it is now. And you know, I I was thinking something the other day. I was thinking about Earl Weaver, who was one of my favorite managers when he managed the Orioles. You know, and he had some great quotes. But he was talking about you know teams getting hot and and things of that nature. And he had a great quote. He basically said, "A hot streak is only as good as your next starting pitcher."
0: I love that. Momentum in the hot streak is only as good as the next guy on the mound. Now it's true. Uh, folks were taping this on uh, Thursday afternoon about uh, 3.15 uh, Pacific Daylight Time, 6.15 in the East. And again, the big news today would be that it uh, looks like USC and UCLA leaving their friends behind, jumping uh, to the Big Ten. The other big news, of course, at 3 o'clock, Pacific Time just 15 minutes ago, free agency opened in the uh, NBA, and uh, Kyrie's not the big name now. But now it's Durant who wants out of uh, the Nets. What do you think about that? I can
1: see Durant coming to the Lakers. Now that would be a good move. I mean, uh, I mean, I think he could actually get along with with the other two guys, (laughs) and uh, also the Clippers are looking awfully good right now, according to Las Vegas the Los Angeles Clippers are the favorite to win the NBA world title. And I don't know if they forgot about Golden State, because Golden State looks pretty darn good to me. And they've got a lot of young guys, that they can fit right into that system. But, you know, it looks like Harden's going to stay in Philadelphia because he realizes that with Joel Embiid and the rest of those guys, they have an outside chance. But it's hard talking about the NBA when it's 100 degrees here in Pennsylvania. (laughs)
0: But, but, you know, he, he, I mentioned uh, Durant. You mentioned Durant and the Lakers. They're already paying with the two big guys. This is, let's say they get rid of Westbrook. Even with the two big guys and Durant, that's like $150 million between three guys. How that's like a normal
1: afford, salary in the NBA, Fred.
0: How can they afford that?
1: I mean, it's like. Um, I
0: know, they got to call China to get more money. they get great
1: ratings over there. <laughs>
0: And the other side of that, to get rid of Westbrook right now, you would get nothing in return. Uh, you know, he's never had a, a more pathetic season than last Can year. I tell you
1: what I like about Westbrook, when they play their young kids, they ought to let him get out there for 24, 30 minutes with the young kids or the nights that, you know, load management doesn't allow LeBron or, or, or Davis to play and let him run, run wild with the kids. I mean, I think he'd be awesome as the point guard with with four young guys, dynamic guys running up and down the court. Even if it was just like a hockey shift, come in for three, four, six possessions, boom, go hard. Then you come in and play a different game with the with the traditional stars. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I mean, basketball in LA, they've got to do something. And I mean, they're not getting any younger, Fred. And I was worried about you over the last week. Started talking about Kyrie Irving coming,
0: coming to the Lakers. You were like, what? No, we can't have him on the Lakers. You know, I mean, I, you know, I grew up with Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. You grew up a little after that, even though you're 125 years of age. I've always thought the Lakers is sort of a special franchise. And they wouldn't take for forget his talent. You don't want somebody, in my opinion, who can spoil the history of the franchise, I think Kyrie even ever wearing a Laker uniform would spoil that. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I think the guy has always been a cancer. He's,
1: he's showing a little bit more maturity here in the last three weeks to a month. I'm, I'm he- hearing him say things where I think he's starting to check himself at the door a little bit, but you know, he's 33 years old. He's been, been running around doing his thing. It, it might be a little too late, too little, too late. But I will say this, Fred, the Dodgers, I mean, I was looking at, you know, where would they be right now without Tony Gonsolin and Anderson? I mean, it's just an amazing processes. I'm looking at Clayton Kershaw with his record, you know, Walker Bueller, uh, the injuries they're coming up with now. I mean, it's like I look down the order. You know, of their of their you know, their batting averages and there's basically three players and now they're gonna get Mookie back, which they desperately need Mookie. They are so lucky, in my opinion, that they get to play 38 games against Arizona and Colorado. <laughs> I mean, whew, they ended up losing this schedule is up. crazy, Fred. I mean, and next year they're going to a whole new major league baseball schedule where every team's gonna play every other team instead of the 19 games against your division and seven games against the other divisions, it's going to be a real bizarre situation.
0: I don't like that. I I like them playing uh, the teams that are in their division more often. That's the history of it. And again, you know, uh, Rob Manfred in in baseball digest says, uh, the one thing that hurts him is that people believe uh, he doesn't love baseball. I don't know if he loves it or just doesn't know anything about it but he's hurt baseball a great deal as commissioner. And, you know, and you might not have liked the previous commissioners in history, starting with Mount Law Landis and going all the way through. But to me, Manfred has just been pathetic. The extra inning rule driving me nuts. You start with a guy, a ghost runner at second base. And, and next year, if they go to this, uh, you, you have to have so many players on each side of second base defensively. I'm going to scream. I really Let am. Let me ask you a
1: question, friend. That- if you have three guys, one guy lined up right behind second base, it's a left-handed power hitter. Can you have him right behind second base and, and like sliding to his left a little bit as the pitch is thrown? I mean, this is why I'm trying to figure out. There's so many things. And, and your guy at second base in extra innings, that is the, the absolute – the most exciting thing in baseball growing up as a just a, a great baseball fan was an extra inning baseball game. Get a guy on, bunt him over, you know, maybe even, you know, steal second and, and have a guy hit a ground ball to, to the right side, he's in third with one out. You know, you have 11 different ways to score from third. I mean, the strategy of baseball was what made the game a great game, Fred. And, and it's like they're trying to take that all away. And the game that I grew up with was pitching and defense and timely hitting. And now it's everybody's for further downs. It's like Reggie Jackson was the first player I can remember. And I think he struck out over two thousand times, right? First time guy I saw that you know struck out probably a third of the time. And now it's pretty much all the way down the lineup.
0: Bottom of the ninth, uh, tied up at five to five. Historically, maybe you move an outfielder and playing behind second base. So you have five infielders uh, because there's like one out and uh, the home team's got a guy at third base. So you're playing to get to extra innings. Are you going to be able to do that under the new rule? Or are you going to have to have and
1: Nobody seems to be able to answer those questions. So, I mean, I don't think they've even, you know, one of my great lines nowadays is our society. Nobody leads from the front. Everybody leads from after it happens. You know, this is what we're going to do. To Instead of thinking about the ramifications of, of what could happen if we do this. You know, once it happens and then it's too late, the horses have escaped the barn and then they're trying to raid it all in. It's like this PGA-LIV deal. You know, they're saying now that Monaghan knew about this five years ago, the commissioner of the PGA tour, and never even took a phone call from Greg Norman or anybody with the LIV. Not even to sit down and talk. And now they're instituting a lot of the same things that the tour they're condemning is is doing so you tell me what what is
0: really going on there golf tournaments of course uh in in both uh, circumstances uh this week and uh, we'll talk that tomorrow on sports from not america right now you're listening to sports biz sports media uh on believe and also on pod clips heard around the world and we love your input at uh at aol.com sports at aol.com uh, Already said it's hot in Pennsylvania. Some
1: great games tonight in baseball, Fred, by the way. get some good series starting off. You know, I know Atlanta's playing Philadelphia. The Padres and the Dodgers. Who would have thought that the Dodgers would have the Padres number? I think they've won 12 of the last 13 games against the Padres. That's amazing because those are two good teams.
0: Joe Musgrove going for the Padres tonight and uh, uh, Mike White going – for the Dodgers. So he's like their six or seven starter. I, I have guess. not seen Mike White yet. Is he, is he a good looking pitcher? He doesn't overpower anybody and Musgrove can. not So I haven't looked at the odds, but the Padres, uh, even uh, on the road are going to be favored because of Musgrove's a much better pitcher. If you look at the uh, ERAs or anything else, strikeouts per innings, All the analytics. uh, Yeah,
1: Muscle was 8-1 with a 2.12, and he's having a great year for the Padres.
0: He's unbelievable. Okay, talk about uh, a guy we haven't mentioned recently, Trevor Bauer. $32 million he's supposed to make this year. I don't think he's making anything right now, but what's going on? I mean, what do you think is going to happen at this point in time?
1: He's hanging out with Deshaun Watson. (laughs) It's a, it's a very interesting situation. I mean, if I was the Dodgers, I'd be a little upset paying a guy sixty plus million dollars over the last two years to basically do nothing. I mean, I don't. I, I, I guess that's the way the contracts read, and you know you got to do what you got to do. But it just seems very unfair to me. Um, but then again, you know, you, you do something goofy like that. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do?
0: Let me say this. I'm upset with the Dodgers for signing Trevor Bauer, for not knowing his past, for not either caring or having read what he's written in the past. This is Los Angeles, California, where they brought him to a cosmopolitan area with all kinds of different people. And Bauer has a strong opinion on people that he doesn't like. Either religions or races or sex, whatever the case might yeah, be, yeah. and that's what—that's why I'm really, really went through. It's very
1: world. polarizing. I think is what you're trying to say. And in the locker room, whether he was in Cincinnati or Cleveland, he had problems. I mean, he turned and threw the ball over the center field fence. And if you can't play for for Frank, Frank Gona, who can you play for? One of the great managers, you know, in modern times. And you know, when 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 is done with you. That tells me that you know, you, it's hands-off, those type of players. But again, we come back to what we're talking about, Fred Greed. Dodgers have an incredible payroll. They can go out and get whoever they want. I guarantee you, come the trading deadline, the Dodgers are going to be stepping up and finding some ballplayers.
0: But let me just add something. That's one of the reasons that I'm really upset with the Lakers, if they were serious about contemplating Kyrie Irving. Because mm-hmm. just like... Bauer, if you've read or heard some of the stuff he's indicated and said, I'm talking about Irving now in the past, it's almost the same thing as Bauer. He picks and chooses who side he's on, who he just dislikes totally, and you're going to bring somebody like that to Los Angeles. So, folks, you know, it just, look, and I like Jeannie. I, I knew her 40 years ago, I knew her sister Janie. She's made too many mistakes here. Her brothers, of course, made bigger ones, I guess. But she can't bring Kyrie here, and I didn't mention it the last couple of days because, okay, he signed it. Like, like he was going to take $6 million instead of $36 million. Yeah, I'm sure that was going to come to pass, and that was all, the only way basically the Lakers could get him. And then people would say, well, he'd make six this year, but the Lakers could pay him 47 next. That guy's not going to take a nickel less than the max he can make, which is $36 million. You know it. I know it. Anybody watching this show right now, listening to the show right now knows that and what were they even thinking about you know he'll take six million yeah like he's not he doesn't want to be the uh richest guy on the club or clo- you know be, with durant close to the richest guy on the yeah, club there's no I ego
1: there's what you're saying right Fred? There's no yeah,
0: ego so, 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 sort of <laughs> sort of a, a a major league ego with uh kyra irving and uh, trevor bauer and, and the rest of them. Oh, and Fred, i gotta one.
1: ask you a question i gotta ask you a question I'm looking at the, the numbers of all the pitchers in Major League Baseball. Do you know who leads the National
0: League in saves? Uh, National League in saves.
1: Yeah, he has a, a uh, little bit of a heart problem. Give you an Not answer. Diaz.
0: Not Diaz for the Mets because that's an obvious one. Who is it?
1: It's Kenley, Jackson, Kenley Jansen with 20 okay. saves. Braves are 21-6 and six in the month of uh, – in the month of June, which is their best record ever since they moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta in 1966. And, of course, we've got Craig Kimball on the Dodgers. Who's gonna, he's going to be our guy this year.
0: <laughs> um, let's go back to uh, Kenley Jansen. On Wednesday or Tuesday of this week, I read, he's got heart palpitations again. He had how many operations? I said five years ago, He wants to live a normal life, retire. Do the best thing for yourself and your family. But he wants to play. And now he's got palpitations. When you when you read that, Artie, what do you think? I'm wondering, I mean, the guy's been making 30
1: plus million dollars for five, six years. At what point in time does generational money enter the, you know, the the decision making process? I mean, how much money do you need? When you have one of those situations medically that puts you in, in harm's way, the flying, hey, it's not easy. I mean, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for what Vince Scully went through for 67 years and great broadcasters and players and the whole shot. It's not easy flying in. And, you know, I mean, the way the schedule set up this year, I think Kansas City ends in Cleveland was a six game series this year. I mean, the craziest things I've ever seen. But these guys travel and getting on planes and it's even worse in the NBA you know it makes you wonder you know how how they can hold up and you know I did a lot of traveling when I played professional golf, but we would stay somewhere for a week or so We weren't there you know one night or two night or a three game series and then off to the next town. I mean it's got to be it's got to be just really taxing on your
0: body in our last 30 seconds already. Final comment for tonight's uh, version of the show. Hey, it's 4th of July, right? Everybody's going to go
1: out and try to have a good time, although budget constraints, the prices of gasoline, everything's going to hold us back a little bit. But here's my my final say. Everybody have a great, great Independence Day. And remember that there's going to be 150 million hot dogs consumed on July 4th by Americans. That's enough for me.
0: Well, makes me wonder, because I don't really eat a whole lot. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening to Art and Fred and Mario. Thank you for putting the show together. I believe sports, business, sports media, all sort of podclips. We'll see you around the corner, back here, soon enough. Bye, everybody.